welcome to episode two of Journeys Adrift. If you guys are enjoying the show so far and you like what you hear and you want to help us out, please, please, please go and tell your friends, go make them listen, sit them down in a chair, force them into it. They'll love you for it. You know, I promise. But no, truly, if you wish to help us, uh, spreading the word would be absolutely amazing. So thank you guys so much. With that, let's roll the tape. Previously on Journeys Adrift, five strangers come together for a job. So this is the crew, eh? About that time you hear a female voice coming from the back. No, Mets. But if my life is not kept safe, neither will yours be. Meanwhile, trouble is forecasted. To be brought to Leovara, specifically the Silver Drake within the Rose Light Settlement. The Silver Drake is run by the Aspis Consortium. Twek will take care of you. And a bumpy road lies ahead. You hear Twek go, Ah, hold on! And almost immediately, you feel and hear the uh, urban cruiser hit something. Alright, so, as we bicker back and forth between Aizen and myself, I heard we hit a body that fell from the sky. Yep, just fell out of a spaceship from the sky, landed on your engine, the car flipped over six times. What? Uh, I need a reflex saving throw from all of you. I'm dead. Every every part of that's a lie except for the reflex saving throw. Please give me a reflex. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was no. just like Oh dear. <laughs> I was like, I ain't called for roll. Oh crap. Hey, fifteen's not bad. Because I'm I'm kind of like bracing oh, and my, all. I wanna... Oh my dear <laughs> God. <Bruh>. Another <laughs> one? Roll twenty, all fix right. this account, please. Alright, alright, roll twenty. Work with me here, please. Let me just kill a thing. Aizen's third nat one tonight on roll 20 rollers. He's just saving it all for combat, oh apparently. Oh my goodness. Yeah, apparently. Remember, you can roll real dice in this campaign. Which I am. You can. Though, roll 20, I'm sure, is just doing this on purpose to make us entertaining. I think yeah, so. sure. Yeah. <laughs> am I giving Nanal any kind of benefit for helping her or anything? Yeah, I will, I will say if you want to, you are giving her a plus two if you take a minus two. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Which is an eight, so it's fantastic for me. Perfect. Well, you rolled an eight, which is a six, or like, did you already? No, subtract? a total of eight. Yeah, total of eight with a subtraction. Yeah. Total of eight from you, fifteen from Doctor Lin, sixteen from Zeha, thirteen from Moat, and a three. natural one for a three from Eisen. Mm. Let's just keep Eisen rolling. Poor Eisen. As yeah. you watch, everyone succeed except for Tetsu and Eisen. You watch this urban cruiser just crashes into something, begins to spin out a little bit. You watch Tetsu is able to throw Neha down onto the ground as he goes flying out, and Aizen goes flying out. They both kind of roll you, onto the desert ground. What's up? Did you just uh, mix Nanal and my names together to make Neha? Is that Neha. what I said? Yes. <laughs> per- perfect. Uh, Neha. I saved I'm two safe. people. <laughs> He's able to throw yes. Nanal down onto the floor of the urban cruiser as him and Aizen go flying out. They go rolling onto the desert ground. And as we watch Aizen go rolling onto the desert ground, we see him laying there and 
his body shifts for a second, and then we see a injured Eisen. Eyes closed, lying on a hospital bed. We see crack spiraling up his left arm from hand to shoulder through his rocky body. Outside one of the small circular windows, we see what looks to be a dark blue sky with lightning strikes dancing about. A dull and low thunderous roar, ever present. Beside Aizen sits a female shimmering, a little smaller in stature but muscular and warrior-like nonetheless. Her piercing blue eyes on Aizen as he lays there unconscious. A minute passes, and then we see Aizen's eyes begin to open. We see the female react in a worried way, almost jumping at his first movement. No, don't, don't move yet, she says, watching him and beginning to stand up, look around. Doc, he's awake. Uh, uh, where uh, is everyone all right? She kind of places a hand on, like, your shoulder to keep you from moving. Uh, everyone's fine. You, you got... You got me out of the way. We were we were doing good until the the sky, the the lightning. I'm so sorry, uh, Curry. Uh, I I acted as fast as I could. Uh, uh, uh. You you were fine. You were fine. Look, stop stop moving. And about this time, the doctor comes in. Another shimmering, a little older in statue, but quite hardened in his years. His gait seems trained, that of a military personnel, possibly. Behind him, a well-dressed shimmering, haughty in nature, and purple robes to signify her government ranking, carries a data pad in her hands. Good. You're awake. I can have you leave without feeling bad, the doctor says, looking to Aizen and Hikari. Hikari kind of speaks up. She's like, leave what and she looks at aizen for a second uh aizen without saying a word just goes to like grab her hand to make sure she's okay and actually real she grabs yours back and kind of looks at you for a second what do you mean she's interrupted very quickly the government official the female shimmering raising her hand due to your current circumstances and what happened on that battlefield you can clearly hear disdain in her voice as she bites off the word battlefield we will need you to report to the government building tomorrow at 0700. Do you understand, Aizen? We'll be running tests to see if you're worthy of imperial position. This is not up for debate. And before you have a chance to answer, she is already probably about three steps on her way to the door. Im- imperial what? There must be some kind of mistake or I heard something wrong. You see Akari kind of look at you, her eyes like dancing a little bit and she's what what doctor what imperial you see the doctor speak up yes we need to get eisen for some test that lightning bolt he was struck by it is well it's not for me to tell you what it is and you see her car kind of look back at you, her look somewhere between worry and anger at this point, Aizen. I, I think the last thing that Aizen says is, these tests will prove there was a mistake, right? Like, as he's sort of coming into realizing what's happening. And as you're saying that, you kind of, the camera zooms out you on the hospital bed, horizontal, as we come back to you horizontal on this desert land. You probably muttering the words mistake as I need you all to roll initiative. 
Exactly. Speaking of mistakes, who's not wearing his armor? This guy! Sucks for you! Oh no! Because oh, I rolled man. a natural one, should I roll with disadvantage or something? Uh, yes, actually. The two that failed the reflex save, I need you to roll uh, initiative at disadvantage. I can't really roll much lower, but maybe I can pull an Eisen. So 13. I rolled uh, a 20 and a 2. So it's a 3. Alright, I'm 13 pulling you again. onto the map right now. That's the urban cruiser, as you see it. It's, that's Twick in the front seat. It's really his fault. <laughs> oh no, guys. We're off Twack. Twack, protect the Twack! Oh no! <laughs> uh, did, did we take any damage? No. He just awesome. landed prone. Tetsu landed south, and Aizen landed north. Perfect. Did you did you get a natural 20 on your initiative? N- me, no. Aizen? That was the, that was the third initiative just to get myself on the tracker. <gasps> so, you know. That's so sad. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> It's fine. One day I'll roll nothing but natural 20s and then waffles will die. Yes. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? Are we good? Heck yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. I need Aizen and Tetsu to check prone on your character sheets. It is. Uh, you guys are prone. That will add it to your character sheets. Thanks, Roll20, for the amazing Starfinder character sheets that updates your conditions life. Yeah, I forgot this was here. That Hell does yeah. help a ton. That helps so much. So what you guys see is this weird little four-legged creature kind of in front of the urban cruiser that he clearly hit. It looks almost like a crab. A crab with kind of four legs, kind of rocky. Yeah, that's what you see. He hit it. It has taken damage from getting hit. So has the vehicle taken damage. And then we will start with this one as it burrows out of the ground. A very smaller one (gasps) to the north. Burrows out of the ground next to little prone Eisen. Can I just say I love that our two frontliners fell out of the car? Like, great. We you, were yep, advancing on the enemy, okay? Yeah, really, we did it this was on par- all to play. I am not trapped down here with you. I yeah. saved the diplomat. You're welcome. Really, what we did is we just jumped out of the vehicle and landed poorly. Tactical roll. Uh-huh. That's true, and that's true. For sure. Well, this crab burrows out beside Aizen, takes an attack. Aizen does the eight hit your flat footed KAC. No way. No. All right. Or sorry, you're prone, KAZ, I should say. But it seems it doesn't. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know Starfinder yet, you have two armor classes. You have KAC and EAC. KAC is kinetic armor class. That is like against slashing damage, against bludgeoning damage, against real bullets uh, kind of thing. EAC is energy armor class. That is against fire damage against lightning bolt spells that kind of stuff uh for reference my armor class didn't change when i clicked prone so i think it adds to your attack no it depends it didn't change because it could go up or down because if against ranged it goes up against melee it goes down okay but it it should be down right now so you just need to do minus four minus four minus four oh then that's four Still, I'm 16, so that no, you're still no chance. Okay, so eight does not hit. Uh, you see this crab just kind of like slash down. Uh, you're able to roll out of the way while you're muttering the word mistake, and it just slashes right into the desert red ground here. Uh, Zeha, it is your turn. Oh boy. So can I take a really brief moment if we want to just review, like, in combat, we talked about the two armor classes, and do we want to just mention, like, the action economy real quick, just so we sure, all yeah. are aware. Sure, yeah. You can take a move action 
a swift action, a standard action, and then any kind of free actions, which are usually mental. Uh, they're, they're called other actions in Starfinder, but we'll still call them free actions. You can take all of those in one turn, or you can forego some of those, like if, say, if you forego your move action and stuff, and you take a full round action to attack twice from where you are, or do other stuff. Uh, full round actions allow you to do a lot in one turn, but you don't get to do anything else. Okay, so I am going to look around immediately seeing these things. I think I have a clear line of sight on the one on Aizen, and you see a moment of hesitation where she's like, which gun do I pull? <laughs> and she's going to go with her tactical semi-auto pistol as the words of like, so what use are you? Like flash through her mind quickly. So she'll she'll not go for the mercy and she'll go for the, for the other one. Um, so is it going to be an action to draw that? I'm pretty sure you can draw as a move action. If you have Perfect. a plus one. I'm not moving. I'll just do that. And I'm going to aim and I'm going to attack. To clarify what Tetsu was saying, you can draw as part of your move action while you're moving. If you have a plus one BAB, which is base attack bonus, those are usually for fighters and soldiers, uh, you can draw in lieu of your move action, meaning you can't move while you draw a weapon uh, if you don't have a plus one. And I'm pretty sure Zeha is, since she is a caster, that she is a three fourths BAB. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not. Uh, I'm not a fighter, so nope. But I will use my move action to draw my tactical semi-auto pistol and try to fire. And this is going to be a test on if my attacks are set up correctly on roll 20. <laughs> and I guess I can do a full attack, can't I, right now? Nope. Oh, because of the movement. I'm sorry. Yep, yep, yep. My bad. Ooh, that is a 21. A natural 20. Uh, natural 20, doubling your damage. You rolled it. You roll 1d6 for your damage, you rolled a 5 and a 1. Six damage to this thing. With the natural 20, what what did you pull out? Did you pull out your mercy pistol? No, I pulled out my semi-auto pistol, and it, as it hits, like, way more on point than she ever realized, you see that she's like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> you want to say how pull out this real pistol, like, kind of shaking two-handed for a second, and she goes to fire it. She fires it. You watch her hands jump up like ridiculously not how you should fire a pistol at all but you watch the bullet go through this thing's head and it is dead get right uh, dang oh um she you just see her like looking at the pistol in her hand like huh meant, meant to do that <laughs> fully calculated <laughs> fully calculated um that's it for me okay yeah i mean killing one thing in one shot i i can take that's it right there uh the very large crab will stand up. I want to remind people, sorry. I want my players to do this if they want. You can roll checks on these creatures as mental checks once per turn. If you've already succeeded or failed, you can't keep rolling, but like, it's not a move action. It's just a, so we're used to Pathfinder 2e. It doesn't take any of your actions to roll a check on creatures. So you can find out basically for free about creatures. I would have, I would like to try to figure out what these are. Okay, uh, give me a life science check. A 15 life science. Okay, uh, yeah, with a 15 life science, you know that these things are called, I'm going to call them K-Facts. Uh, it is K-H-E-F-A-K. Uh, they are little crab creatures native to Akiton. They live very much near the winterlands. 
uh, the like the frozen wastelands kind of part of Akiton, and they're honestly just these little crab bipedal things that probably wouldn't be attacking you if they weren't hungry. Uh, so you imagine something's off. The weird thing for you is this large one that the vehicle hit. You you see like some weird veins on it, and you don't know much about it. Uh, it it strikes you as a little odd. They might just be hungry. I didn't mean to. Are, are you all right, Eisen? Fine. I'll make sure to feed them something all right. They just might choke on it. <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, it is the large crab's turn. It uses one move action to stand up, and then it uses its standard action to begin climbing over the cart and very, like, skittering. It's, it's like this four-legged crab. It's just like... As it skitters up the cart and just kind of stands in between everybody. Is the cart open air or is it uh... a ceiling? It's open air. Oh, oh no. That's how you guys like flew out and everything. Oh, I thought we just went out like through like Yo. a window. Nah, it, it is moved it's into an open air position. urban cruiser. Got it. Please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. I don't want to die. Well, that's its whole turn. Uh, it uses move action to stand <gasps> and it's standard to move. So, Moat, it's your turn. Does Moat know much about um, the KFX in general, having been on uh, Akaton for a while? Uh, you can give me a life science check. Life science? Yeah, you can give me a life science check. Ooh, that's a lovely six. Ooh. Yeah, with your six, <laughs> I'll say you know about as much as Seha uh, on the little ones, just because you've been here so long. Uh, but you, again, this large one is just strikes you as very odd. Hmm. Don't like that. Uh, and he reaches over to a uh, small device attached to his belt and pulls it out and uh, then you hear him say, combat mode. And the device in his hand (laughs) unfurls and a uh, as we understand, a wasp looking drone unfurls from the ball that it's in. The stinger comes down and some hover jets start flushing and jetting to have it raise in the air as the holographic wings flutter and he uh, takes direct control using his move action to fly the drone into the air above the KFEC and then it, using its limited AI, will fire a shot from its needler pistol down towards the uh, KFEC. Alright. Go Wasp, go! That is 11 on the die for a 16 to hit. Against which AC? It's a needler pistol, so I think it's kinetic. I think it's kinetic for sure. Uh, 16 exactly hits its kinetic AC. Well, all right. Then oh. uh, we will use the uh, damage that was rolled, and that is a three piercing damage. And then then there's some injection stuff going with the needler, which I'm not super familiar with yet. You're taking Dr. Lin's role. What is this? No, I'm worthless. <laughs> I think the creature makes a DC based off of whatever you're injecting it with. Ah, true. Um, yes. I never figured what exactly what the... Uh, <laughs> I assume the most basic of poisons. <laughs> I need to figure out exactly what that is. We can definitely come back to it if you want. Yeah, let's do that. I'll figure out what what exactly the most basic is, and then um, we're good. Okay. Aizen, it is your turn. You're still prone on the ground. Uh, Zeha put a bullet through this thing's head. Yeah, so throwing the thing that is dead off me, uh, I'm going to stand up, brush myself off, see that this large crab-like thing is posturing, 
and I'm gonna say, Hey Pixie, whatever you do, don't move a muscle. And he's going to grab the uh, sword that's at his hilt, and he's going to literally look like he's gonna cut Zeha in half. Do it. No! I don't uh, want to In the process. And he quickly, in, in literally a split second, you can almost not see the blade, draws his weapon and uses this ability. What the heck? Ooh la la. It's a unique thing. Yeah, small uh, side note flavor. This is one of the things that you homebrewed with waffles, right? Yes. So when I draw a sheath-bladed weapon that does uh, slashing damage as a swift action, I can draw the weapon uh, and my reach increases to 10 feet. And it does additional damage. Uh, no, it doesn't do additional damage to level five. But basically, yeah. hi, pipe, pipe. It increases my range so that I can hopefully hit the crab. Yeah, very old school anime samurai. If you imagine, like when you draw the blade out of its sheath, it's quote unquote like quicker and can extend a little, as as the name says, cutting winds to it. He's literally cutting the crab with the shock wave of his blade, right? So the actual blade isn't hitting. It's the it's the aftershock of the blade that's cutting. All right, give me that attack. Hit me with your best shot. I should like click prone before I Bennett, attack with Bennett. it, because that would be bad. Oh, yes. You're no longer prone. 17. Oh. 17 does hit. Now, question. Wait, I'm sorry. I, did I you not roll a one? <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but does it have cover because of Zeha? Because in Starfinder, cover is And different. the vehicle. I'm going to say no, because it's a melee attack. I know it's a melee attack with reach, but like it's not a ranged attack, and I don't think melee attacks can have cover, to be honest. Uh, they they can if there's like something in the way, but this thing might be big enough that like it doesn't get covered. We have a straight line from you to it. I'm gonna say you're a skilled enough swordsman to cut into it. Can I ask a very quick question, just to check in? What's the status of the Yosoki? And is he dead? He is kind of hunkered down currently, uh, as is Nenal. Nenal is like almost prone on the back of the ship. Or sorry, not ship. Uh, the back of the urban cruiser. It's a ship. It's a ship. It's flying. <laughs> it's got thrusters. <laughs> As Twick is, he's kind of hunkered down, yelling somewhere between obscenities and, Get these things off my Twack! Twack! <laughs> they're hot on our Twacks! They're on, yes. they're on my Twack! Get them on my Twack! And every once in a while you see him kind of like look back and like, he's not making any motion like he's about to fight. You don't mm-hmm. even know if he has a pistol. So Zeha, when you open your eyes, sure that I cut you, uh, you realize I didn't, and the thing behind you screams. Ooh. You realize I did, and you're freaking dead. Good game. <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> Alright, well all that work of making this character. Alright, bye. <laughs> but with that, I'll go ahead and reveal the other two that burrow out. Bring it. Right before my turn comes, okay, Waffles. To the south of Tetsu. <laughs> Look at that point zero one. I definitely didn't roll these on the spot. I'm too lazy for that. But they burrow out with their move action to the south of Tetsu and the vehicle. And then each of them take their standard action to move up. Dr. Lin, it's your turn. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Dr. Lin, you're also five feet within this thing. Give me a fortitude saving throw. What the frick? No. Oh. 13 isn't bad. Or is Give it? me a second. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like this. Give me just a second here. Or we don't. So in the well, well, you know, Waffles is looking some Starfinder rules up. Um, we kill them and huzzah! I do a triple backflip and shoot it with my gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeha goes through the entire like panic attack of like having just blasted something in the face. It's having a whole ordeal. Yes. <laughs> Thirteen has it's to. It's okay. Pan. It's like it's like a monster though, so it's yeah. A lot of the sicknesses and things that you can have happen to you are elsewhere in the rules. So oh. 
I'll give you an example, as Dr. Lin will probably know immediately. This thing emits an aura of radiation. Ooh. Very low radiation. That said, it's not on the monster's sheet. That sucks. Gotcha. I found radiation in Nethys. By the way, we are totally giving a shout out to Nethys in the meantime because it's a home to all the rules, whether it's Pathfinder 2E or Starfinder. It's super, super helpful to have all of this stuff written down for easy reference. It's under uh, environmental effects because this thing's basically emitting it like an environment. The DC is, in fact, 13. Uh, meets beats. I am so you good at this make game. It, Dr. Lim. <laughs> but I will say with that, like you kind of feel it tingling your body you've dealt with radiation before and you do get the sense like mechanically like starting your turn by it will make you have to roll the safe okay um i'm going to apply the scientific method to this by here's some fun stuff as a move action dr line kind of like folds his like left tentacle and there's a little like small embedded like computer chip slash screen thing and it kind of like flashes briefly at whatever the frick this thing is so I'm using my move action to attempt a skill check to identify it. The DC is determined by the creature's rarity. It's a life science check. And I treat my die roll as a 20 no matter what. So that is a oh. 31 to identify it. Uh, do I learn anything about what <laughs> is going on with this? First of all, you're OP. <laughs> Second of all, no, it's such a high CR that you don't learn any. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you know this thing as also a key effect, but it has been around uh, Thasteron. You know that Thasteron is what they mine out of Akiton for starship fuel. And this thing has begun to, whether it just sits by it, its home is by it, or it has begun to feed on it. In some shape or form, it has its body has begun to take in Thasteron. And that is why it's emitting radiation and why it is quite large. Uh, this would actually be called a Thasteron Kefek. And what did you say faster on was again? Sorry. I'll kind of roll this over into a lore check. Uh, it's what Akiton was first developed as to... That's what they wanted to mine out of Akiton. Uh, it's for starship fuel. But once drift travel came up, starship fuel was less needed. And Akiton kind of fell into this lawless, governmentless kind of planet because of it. Okay. Uh, then Dr. Len, after kind of like flashing this thing... With the scanner, not actually flashing it. Pauses, then says to everyone, whatever this creature is, it seems to be undergoing some sort of radioactive decay. I'd recommend getting away from it. And what's the equivalent of the disengage action in this? Is it like a step, like in Pathfinder, or...? It is a full withdrawal, so you can't do anything, basically. Uh, You just have to withdraw. There's no, like, standard action back away. Oh, damn. There's a guarded step. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is a guarded step. Oh, okay. And I'm guessing that's five feet. Thank you, Tetsu. It is five feet. All right, then, yeah, it's my action. Can I, like, guarded step over the side of this truck onto the ground? <laughs> you take a step and you just fall. <laughs> <laughs> I will say yes, you can uh, guarded step over the truck kind of onto the ground. Just goes flat on the ground. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think he's like a slinky where he just, like, <laughs> slurps. Boing. It's he only was that wall toy we were talking that you about. Can do this. Oh, uh, one thing to go ahead and note, the dart that was fired from Wasp didn't have anything in it. <laughs> it was just a, it was okay. just a dart that got shot at it. <laughs> Perfect. That's valid. Takes the three piercing damage from a needle then. Can't afford poisons yet. <laughs> Soon. I was looking at that too. I was like, it says like, oh, you can look up what 
prices for drugs. And I was like, oh, prices. Well, <laughs> that's we have nothing. <laughs> All right, Dr. Lin, you step over the urban cruiser. What else would you like to do? I think that's the full extent of my turn because action and move action. So I'm just going to kind of get ready to like pull my needle gun out next round and fire as soon as I can. Perfect. Tetsu, as you begin your turn, I need a fortitude saving throw. Four, sure. That would be eight plus a six, so a 14. Uh, you <sighs> meet it then. You feel this kind of tingling over your body, but you don't feel like you're getting what we would call radiation sickness. Perfect. Tetsu kind of stands up and you see him like straighten his tie, which is kind of wiggling a little funny. And before he kind of <laughs> shakes his jacket uh, of the dust and just steps in, hauls back and his fist kind of like just suddenly swirls with this strange ripple of energy and he is going to make a strike at the big crab. Let me ask a question. Do I keep ourselves from getting just completely destroyed by our audience? Uh, Standing up's a move (laughs) action. Does that incur attacks of opportunity? (sighs) Probably. I don't know. I imagine Uh, it does. Uh, we have Ed saying that's correct, so I'm, I'm going to go yeah. with Ed here, and I'm going to make two yeah. attacks at you. Perfect. Possibly three. Nah, big guy can't reach you, unfortunately. But the two little Kfax, Kfax will attack you. Kfax. We have a 16 and an 11 against KAC. Uh, against your against your not flat-footed. Right. 16 hits, 11 does not. All right, you take three slashing damage. Is your attack on both sides... Uh, from these things flank technically and only one of them kind of cuts your like your ribs your side and cuts a little bit into your suit gets their claw scratches you you take three slashing damage tetsu seems to just shrug that off as he just hauls back focused on the one like in the truck and like i said his hand seems to ripple with this strange energy that's swirling around his fist Hmm. And misses. Misses completely with a uh five uh yeah thanks thanks aizen for giving me your curse (laughs) <laughs> it's unfortunate yeah alright with that the Kefak to the north is dead Tetsu swinging out misses completely Zeha you've been the only one to kill something so far it is your turn again I need a fortitude saving throw no you'll be fine Perish. you act like I'm gonna forget alright here we go fortitude save Ooh. Oh, yep that's a four Ooh. that's a four that's pretty good that might succeed that one's that's pretty rough, unfortunately. Let's see. Uh, what's your max health? I knew health? she would die <laughs> round one. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's the next question. What's your max health? Are you below 100 hit points? <laughs> <laughs> Track, constitution, frequency, one per round. At each state of impaired and beyond, the victim must succeed at a DC 18 fortitude saving throw or contract the radiation sickness disease. Okay, currently you're just radiated. No one else has become radiated. You don't have radiation sickness yet, which is great, but a DC 18 fortitude save is not easy. Right, okay. All right, but that's your turn. So you you basically just have radiation in your body and it is attempting to fight it off currently. Okay, and is there negative for uh, like shooting a weapon close up absolutely uh you can take an attack of opportunity and i think you fire at a minus two or a minus four i'm gonna call it a minus two okay so guarded step gets me saved from attack of opportunity and then what about a full like retreat does that also uh incur attacks of opportunity full retreat's kind of like whatever it's called in 5e you just you get to move as much as you want and not get attacked full it's called full withdrawal it's just a full round action and you can run okay 
but guarded step will get you five feet away from this thing. No attack of opportunity, and you can still take one attack. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna like look very very worriedly over at Nanal, and I'm just gonna be like just. Get, get back, and I'm going to climb over the side and take a guarded step if I can do the same thing as Len. If not, I won't. You can for sure. You can kind of guard a step over this. You slide, fall down to the ground. Uh, you hear Nanal, don't leave me here. And she's just, she's literally on her belly, like trying to kind of crawl away into the corner from this thing. Moat, Moat at the We're same time says- We're not leaving you anywhere. Yeah, leave the smallest one here in the truck with the big crab in front of the person who's protect. Good idea. What do you want me to do? And I'm going to just, like, again, handshaking, point the gun and and fire again. All right. It's a big target. Yeah. Fire away. Fire away. Oh, goodness gracious. <gasps> what did I tell oh, you? Oh, my God. God. <laughs> what are you doing? I am a badass with this gun. <laughs> Can I say Eisen caught her and was able to steady her so she didn't, like, recoil horribly? That's definitely up to her. <laughs> I mean, if you're kind of there, I'm sure as I'm like climbing back and I'm like sliding down the side of this vehicle, I'm uh, like, uh, I go to like aim my gun and I just feel you like kind of put your hand on my back and just sort of like, whoa. And I'm like, okay, I take my breath just in time and I shoot for a natural 20. Yep. How do you kill this thing? Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. I was not the killer here, guys. I, I'm not made for combat, but uh, <laughs> so I, I do just that. You know, I kind of like I'm, I'm definitely like overwhelmed and I'm like clamoring down the side of this thing. And then I'm, I'm all like in a, in a bit of a haze. And then I feel like Aizen behind me being like, whoa, uh, don't keep like stumbling backwards. And so as I take that breath and aim, everyone's yelling about like Moat and, and her. And I'm like, just, it's fine. And like, boom, just smack into it. I don't expect it. And there's a definite look of shock on my face as once again, I hit it dead on. And you do, and you watch this large kind of black veiny crab just slump into the what would be the front seat or kind of like the front back seat of this vehicle if you guys think that this won't go to my head you're very wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah moat's uh mask goes to a expression as they uh express you know what never mind (laughs) (laughs) she she's trying to very quickly compose herself and she's like oh see nothing nothing to worry about here Sure, whatever you say. <laughs> so, uh, Wasp fires the one to Tetsu's right, and Moat will pull out a pulse caster pistol and fire at the one to Tetsu's left. Okay. Hey. Hey. Wasp does four damage to the one on the right, and Moat hopefully does two damage to the one on the left. They both they both hit uh, with a 20 and a 16 to these things. Tiny KACs. Uh, neither of them die. The one on the right looks very rough. It looks like it is on its last legs. Uh, the one oh. on the left looks like it's hurting, but it's not horrible. Uh, the pulse caster was EAC technically. Yeah, would it be EAC for that? Yeah, it, I mean, it still hits. Cool. Yep, both of their ACs are quite low. Reminder to audience, the six damage crit killed them. Uh, this was four damage to the right, two damage to the left. Aizen, it is your turn before it is both of the KFX. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, I can't still attack them from here, so I can only move and hit the one that's the most injured, which I will do. But as a meta note, make sure everyone marks down their ammo. Yes, please. Yes. We are tracking ammo because I want to see you guys have to reload in a very big boss fight. 
<laughs> so I, after like pushing Zeha behind me and putting myself between the hall, I'll strike down, hopefully on the one that's the most injured if I can. Otherwise, I'll take another step like out of the truck if I need to. The most injured one is the one on the right of Tetsu, and you cannot reach him currently. Okay, then what I'll do is I'll just go, I'll go around. Okay, so you run around like the front of the urban cruiser, come to the back of them, and yeah, you've kind of cut them off from any kind of land escape they could make. Long sword swipe. Long sword swipe. Seven does in fact miss. You kind of very lightly like glance off of one of its hard shells, and you, you realize that they do have white hard shells and you just like ching, kind of glance off the side of it uh it ching. is both of the kfx turn they both begin to burrow into the ground making move actions aizen and tetsu can take opportunity attacks all right i'll go for get the wounded Ooh, get him hold on huh huh aizen and tetsu i need you to state which one you're going for before either roll is amazing i'm going after the one i just attacked because i want to kill it i'm attacking the one i didn't see him attack okay cool all right i rolled an eight, eight plus two <laughs> So 10 against his EAC. CAC is 10. Wow. Perfect. Ooh. You, my foot shimmers as I punt this little crab <laughs> for seven points of damage. All right. You watch Tetsu's foot shimmer as it begins to punt this crab. Uh, what does it look like when this crab dies? So when Tetsu punts him, at first it kind of, like, there's like this blast of force that kind of gives it a nice quick acceleration as you watch its body start to like dematerialize partially as it's flung away like its atoms just seem to break apart as it flies off not fully but you know he definitely obliterates the thing and it lands probably like some 50 feet away yeah you watch this thing break into pieces like pieces of the legs going flying to the left pieces of the head going flying to the right as Eisen misses the one on the right and it begins to burrow into the ground escaping <sighs> and that is Coward. where we will call the combat my xp <laughs> you will notice that like as this is winding down unless something else happens in which i'll wait but you see her zeha's looking at the gun in her hand and then once the combat seems to be over and like she's looking around for any other things she'll go look down at the holsters on each thigh and she like takes the second pistol and she switches sides with the other one and puts the the new the gun that she's been using the the not mercy pistol on her favored side now it's <laughs> gonna make that switcheroo <laughs> the killing spree begins now <laughs> tetsu automatically just crawls in to like peer over at uh Ninal and goes are are you okay uh, yes why twick what is this why did you bring us here and you see Twit kind of look up. He goes, "These things, these things never attack us. Like, they, they don't attack at all. I, I don't know." And he kind of like points at the big one in the back of the vehicle. Yeah, Jellyman said this one was uh, radioactive or something. Tetsu, you may wish to get it out of your vehicle before someone contracts. No. It, I mean, it's not. It's like it's not gonna be like that anymore. It's dead. Look, like look, the veins ain't glowing anymore. I, it's good. You want to trade it? Trade it. Take it. Look, you killed it. Thanks. I guess we hired you for something. All right, let's go. Come on. We're on a timeline. Um, about that radioactivity? Can I make a insight check? On what? On this little Yasoki fella who seems really eager to just move on from this little incident. Did he mess up and That's just fair. not pay attention to the giant rock thing? Or they said, like, they're shady, so... Never mind. Yeah, it's a natural your... one. Thanks a lot, Aizen. Thanks a lot, Aizen. 
natural one sense motive in Starfinder. Uh, is that how you're talking about radioactivity? Yeah, she she's like mentioning that, but she how does she feel? Because I'm not sick yet. So like, do I am I aware of this? Yes, like you feel off if that makes sense. Same as Eisen and Doctor Lin, kind of feeling this tingle in their body, and they felt their body kind of resist it. You just feel you don't feel sick right now, but you feel a little off. Like every once in a while, maybe you have a spot that appears in your eye, or like for half a second you lose your balance or something. Like you're not super sick or anything, but you do feel off. All right? Are you feeling okay. off? Okay. So she she goes and she's like, um, I I'm I'm sure it's just nerves. I'm not. A killer, like I mentioned, I don't do this for a living. Or perhaps oh, it's the radioactive it, crab. I think that's also a solid, like, theory. As Dr. Lin's kind of talking, we zoom into his face as the camera shifts to a different scene. The same voice, Dr. Lin, more speaking to himself, he's like, uh, the radioactive theory, uh, as he's working, kind of mulling over his lab. As he sets down his last vial, he hears a knock on the door. We watch as Dr. Lin answers it to see his partner, another Cyphozoan uh, named Rim, standing there. Rim stands slightly smaller than Dr. Lin, blue in color, though any other distinguishing features might lead people to believe that they were brothers. Rim stands there looking down with a small piece of paper in his hand. Ah, Rim, perfect timing. I was just running some preliminary tests on the adaptation project to see if we could expand, as I was discussing previously. Come in, come in. Right, Lynn. Uh, can we... Can you put your test down? Can we talk? Well, sure, but some of these chemicals are certainly volatile. We shouldn't dilly-dally too long. What's the matter? Yes, I I feel that you will take care of that. Uh, this here. And it kind of holds out the piece of paper to you. This is... This is a ticket to get off world. I don't want you around here anymore. Uh, just, I'm your, look, I'm not good at it. I'm your friend. I don't, he, you see he's struggling to tell you. What's this The mean? adaptation project is now the property of the Telaz Corporation. You're, you're serious. That's what you went out to do? You sold the last 10 years of work to the Telaz Corporation? You don't understand what the, the problems behind the scene and what they're what they're offering. Uh, but they look, Lynn, they they don't want you in the picture. So what? I leave my life here, fly off world. That's your part of your little plan. Why you live a life of luxury here? I need you to trust me on this. That's quite funny. Damn you, Lynn. Right, get out. I've been here for you until now. Look, doesn't here. matter. He's, like, talking over you, saying, get out, kind of, like, shoving the ticket to you. It ends up falling on the ground. He's like, just make sure they can't trace you, Len. And he begins to walk out. Uh, Len kind of, like, just pauses, like, uses a tentacle to pick up the, like, ticket, glances at it, and just kind of, like, limply slaps a table about as hard as you can, like, desk fist with a tentacle. (laughs) (laughs) Then just kind of, like, puts his bell in his hand. You keep saying... I can't. I, I don't can't have a do head. <laughs> you keep saying Bill, and my brain, like, you were like, he shows his bill to Tetsu earlier, or whatever he said, and I just imagined Dr. Lin pulling literally, like, a maid bill out of his pocket, <laughs> and being like, ding, 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 that's ding, wrong. Ding, 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 ding. I just You're waving it at Tetsu in the air. <laughs> I love Dr. Lin.
I'm sorry to interrupt your flashback. You're good. <laughs> we all love Dr. Lin. We uh, zoom back into Dr. Lin talking to Zeha back from that flashback. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll settle. I'm not. It's, it's all right. And I go to step back into the, uh, into the vehicle with like a little bit of a wooziness. Do I know the like danger of early radioactivity sickness or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, give me a medicine check. Question mark. While this is happening, can I have tossed like the crab like a good distance away from here? Absolutely. At twenty three. You watch uh Tetsu kinda grab this large crab, put it on his shoulders, and just almost like shot put it away. Twenty three <laughs> on medicine. You know that once radiation enters your body, it's kinda like a virus fighting against antibodies. It's there and it it's gonna try its best. Uh it's you know it's up to her body to go against it. You know that you can spend a very long amount of time, I'm pretty sure it is eight hours, working, like, to help her body against it. You know that once radiation is is in your body, sickness, especially for weak people, and I say weak and, like, mechanically level one, is quite imminent. Like, it's very hard to get to not have sickness happen. Uh, You know, once sickness onsets, it's a little easier to get rid of, but it's also rough. She would be on the physical disease track, which does eventually lead to death. The cure itself, the Fortitude DC, would be relatively easy, but she needs three in a row. Oof. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> My fort save mod so is zero. I'm gonna die. Len gets in, like, behind Ziad, sits back to, like, in whatever seat he was in. Just kind of, like, taps the seat with, like, his tentacle for a moment. And just let me know if you uh, experience any fuzziness in the eyes any loss of balance, any of that sort of thing. That kind of cloudiness in the head. Um, c- certainly. She just looks a little uncomfortable, <laughs> but, uh, is trying to maintain her poise. Are the rest of us okay to sit next to her? <laughs> I'd imagine. Also, Dr. Lin, on top of this, you know that radiation and radiation sickness is not contagious. Yes, it's not contagious. And if the crab is gone, then we should be fine. Is there anything we want from this thing? Anything I want? Not particularly. We should uh, be moving. Yeah. Yes. Probably. We, we should. Has the yes, vehicle been damaged? <laughs> How are you holding up? We don't want a driver pa- passing out on us because they got sick or something. I'm fine. Duck down and you did your job. I mean, if she's sick, then keep her away from me. Zeha, you get this seat right next to him. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure I hit the next one. Hey, you hear him, like, start up the vehicle. As you hear him start up the vehicle, you hear Please this, and it doesn't start. Ha! Oh. Isaac actively laughs, just like in his face. <laughs> just like, of course. Mo sends Wasp to the front and at the same time hops out of the side and runs around to the front and begins sliding under and flicks on a uh, fairly bright light on their jumpsuit and begins trying to take a look and see if they can figure out what might be going on here. And he is beside you, flashlight and mouth, looking under the vehicle. Uh, about the same time, Nenal kind of reaches out to you, Tetsu, and says, Thank you for back there. Of course. You are good, yes? Yes. And as she kind of says yes, we see the camera pan out, and back in, we hear a the same female voice kind of flavor into a similar female voice, and we hear, Yes, I... Understand, Kaz, a small, five-foot, dark-skinned, dark-haired female, 
looking up to a much larger seven foot four armed blue skinned witchward. Good. We have a deal then. That just leaves this one. And you see him kind of look towards you, Tetsu, in this flashback of yours. Tetsu's kind of just standing there off to the side watching all this, the two of them talking, and they're in like a tavern kind of setup that looks a good bit wrecked at this point, mid-patching up and cleaning up, and just mostly staying quiet and off to the side and kind of just on guard. And he's not in his normal suit, he's got like actual his armor on. He kind of just watches for now as they're hashing out the aftermath of the situation. Yeah, you. Like, tell me, why? You think you're some hero? You fancy Nira? You like her? Is that your plan? No, my plan was Ozen was a monster, and I gave him an opportunity to change how he operated here. Your plan was horrible. None of Ozen's men are dead except for Ozen, and he didn't have to die. We gave him the choice. He resisted. You don't get to decide the choices. Do you understand that? You wanted an operating business, and that is what you have. He was running this into the ground. We had to stop. He was a monster. You watch him kind of, like, offer his palms out, like, shoulders up, palms out to Nira, like, look. Like, look what I'm dealing with. Look, this place could be good for me and my business. But I can't trust him, as he points at you. Either we make a deal, and his fingers kind of go between Nira and himself, so you can keep your bar, as he places a finger on Nira's collarbone, and this hero leaves for good, or I'll just get rid of this place. And you watch him kind of like brush a piece of dirt off of his chest. Tetsu kind of walks up pretty close to this guy who's about the same height as him, and just pauses a long moment and says, I will leave as long as I don't have to come back, and she's allowed to run this peacefully. She gets to run it for me, and you see like this very sly smile creep across his face. As I said, I won't come back if I don't have to. And we kind of fade out both of your faces, your nose almost touching his smile and your like stone face as we hear Nira, her hand on your shoulder, and she's like, thank you for that. I am good. Nah, he sheepishly grabs like some of the med kit that's spl- like shot out all over the back of the ship or truck, starts picking up little bits. At this point, Moat and Twick are just tinging away at the cart. Go ahead and give me an engineering check, Moat. Alrighty then. I'm gonna roll a real dice for this one. As you guys hear just like ting ting ting. Every once in a while I hear Twick like look over to Moat, he's like, Yes. Look, we need to we need to move this here. Ah, uh, no no no. See you look up here and that bit's been sunk in. We gotta pop it out and then we gotta make sure to get inside it and yeah, that should fix it. Uh, I rolled a natural 20 uh, for a 28. Yo. Oh, perfect. I don't think that's good enough. He's like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, let's move that here. And as you just hear, tink, tink, tink. That's where we're going to fade out and we will end this session. Uh, Thank you. Uh, 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 come on. Three more hours. 